Hello, and welcome to the podcast. We're in podcast number nine of on the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. It's been a wonderful, wonderful series. And I believe that God has been building faith in you and, and for you to understand that he, he's alive. He rose from the dead. He might not be in the earth, let's say. I believe he's in the third heaven, but he... I, I believe he's visited, <laughs> and I also believe, though, he has sent forth his Holy Spirit to operate in and through us during this phase of church history and salvation history. So what I feel like we're to talk about in these next couple of uh, weeks is this idea of the prophetic fulfillment and then how it applies to now, you know, the present or current situation. So Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to really bring about revelation knowledge so they can understand this even more clearly, not just what happens on Easter and then let's forget about it for a year, but how they can walk this out every day in Jesus' name. Well, we want to look at Psalm number 16 because there is a prophetic word, a lot of prophecies in the Psalms. In verses 10 and 11, it says, David speaking, but he says, You will not leave my soul in hell, neither will you suffer your Holy One to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. There's a lot to unpack there, you know. Number one, he was only buried for three days, and my understanding is that the Jews believed on the fourth day is when corruption set in. And that also, um, he wouldn't let him... Uh, remain in the in the land of the dead, the, the hell, um, but that he would raise him up and show him the path of life. And in his presence is fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. We believe that Jesus rose from the dead and that he ascended, he passed through the heavens, through the uh, stars and galaxies. There's a third heaven and that he is seated at the right hand of the Father until he comes back to, you know, raise us to be with him for all eternity, his second coming. But I want to read that from the New Testament so that you will see how uh, it was interpreted by Peter after he was uh, on Pentecost, after he was filled with the Holy Spirit. So it says here um, in uh, Acts chapter 2 that Peter stood up and he began to talk to them. He said, you men of Israel, verse 22, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourself know, he's speaking to a lot of eyewitnesses there, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God. These are the prophetic words that Jesus explained to them, that God had this plan. It it was uh, divine counsel and foreknowledge of God. You You haven't taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. I mean, he is putting it right in their face. This is only 50 days after the resurrection, really in the crucifixion, a Pentecost. He's standing up, he's filled with the Spirit, he's bold and he's saying this, whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that it could hold him. So death could not hold Jesus down. Because the Father, also part of that predetermined plan, was that he would rise from the dead. It says, for David concerning him. David said that not concerning himself, but he said that concerning Jesus. He said, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, 
for he is on my right hand that I should not be moved. Therefore, my heart rejoices, my tongue is glad. Moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope because thou will not leave my soul in hell, neither will I suffer thy holy one to see corruption. Well, David is still dead and buried and his body is gone. I'm sure it's dust, but not Jesus. No, no, no. The Father God would not allow him to become dust, not that body. But I want you to know something, that David was under the anointing. He was a prophet and a king, and he really was speaking the word of God in such a powerful way because he was under the anointing. That Peter then on Pentecost, but now I believe this, that Jesus, during those 40 days of instruction, took Peter there and the others and explained Psalm 16 to him and explained what had happened. And so that Peter could get up after he was filled with the Holy Spirit and boldness and declare it, say, this is what happened. This is what was prophesied. This is what happened. And we are witnesses. And I want to tell you something. When this faith that I'm talking about is built up inside of you, that you know that he bodily rose, he's alive, he's still alive, he's working. Understand those Old Testament prophecies that Jesus pointed out to the apostles so that you can understand their fulfillment in the New Testament and that it gives you a boldness. So then when someone looks at you and says, well, I don't believe he rose from the dead. I mean, people can be that bold and in your face. And you have to be bold enough on the inside to say, well, I believe he did. And I'll tell you why I believe. Number one, it was prophesied before he ever died and rose from the dead. But also in my life, such and such has happened. They cannot argue with your testimony. And I want to tell you something. I have seen infallible proofs in my own life that really has shown me that Jesus rose from the dead. And they're little things, but they're very important. I will never forget. This is a little thing, but it meant so much to me and still does because it's those little God winks, we call them. But I was in California. I was in the seminary. I had flown out there in 1977 working on my master's in divinity. And they wanted all of our papers typed. And I did not carry a typewriter on the plane. I only had so much to pack. And so I needed to get a typewriter. I know now they use computers, but then we use typewriters. And so I was on the phone with a stranger woman about a placement someplace, you know, we do volunteer work. And inside my ear, God's saying, ask her if she's got a typewriter. Ask her. If, and I feel like, will you wait? I got to talk to her. <laughs> but I said, finally, I said, you know, this might sound strange, but I flew in from Michigan. I have to type my papers. Do you happen to have an extra typewriter? <laughs> and she said to me, she goes, this might sound even stranger. She says, but I just bought a brand new one and you can use my, my old one works perfectly as long as you're here and give it to me when you go back. I mean, those are the kinds of things. They're, they're little, but they are powerful. And they're all over my life. I don't have time to tell all of them. But he's alive. He's the fulfillment of Scripture. And I'm going to tell you something. He's coming back again. Because those Scriptures will be fulfilled also. Amen? Be bold in your witness. He's alive. He rose from the dead. Yeah, oh, I love it. Father, give them boldness. In the name of Jesus, amen. Please check out my website, frankjulianministries.com. That's frankjulianministries.com. Check out all the things we have made available to you. Blog, check out my blog. And also, drop me a line, frankjulian5 at gmail.com. Bye for now. Love you. God bless you. On behalf of Frank Julian Ministries, we want to say thank you so much for listening. We upload podcasts every Thursday on Roku, YouTube, and audio podcasts. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. 
If you need prayers or seeking a prayer community, we're here for you. Come join us on our Facebook page, Love, Prayers, and Healing Podcast with Pastor Frank. See you next week.